We talk so much about recruiting pipelines with the big-time high schools. What about the IMG pipeline, American Heritage, St. Thomas Aquinas, Miami Columbus? But what about the pipeline with the baddest youth program in America? Can we get more Miami Gardens Ravens to the U? You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. And thank you so much to the everydayers. We do have company with us today. Good friend of the show. Good friend of mine. You know him. You love him from canesinsight.com. Brad Tejeda is with us. And Brad, you and my dude Peter Ariz just had an awesome interview with some of those Miami Gardens Ravens standouts who are now on their way to the U. You had JoJo Trader. Chance Robinson, Vincent Shavers on earlier this week. That was an awesome interview, man. How you doing? Awesome, man. I appreciate you so much for having me, man. It's always great uh, talking Kings football with you over at Locked On. Yeah, man, uh, it was it was an awesome interview. If, if, if you haven't to not watch it, yeah, go over to KingsInsight.com or or search Kings Insight on YouTube channel. But, um, you know, we, we talked a lot about the continuity and just the overall, you know, we, we talked a lot about the word culture. Um, at, over at the University of Miami. And that's something with, with those three young men, along with other young men that we're going after uh, in this recruiting class, the word culture um, is something that's kind of been built within them uh, ever since they were eight, nine, 10 years old. Um, you know, Coach Rod Mack really instilled uh, not only the word culture, but just the, the, the hard work um, that they go into a day-to-day -day basis, whether it's on the football field, off the football field, to prepare a lot of those Miami Garden Ravens guys today to get the offers, the scholarships, the, um, you know, the opportunities to go to some of the biggest programs out there. And, uh, you know, there's a couple other Miami Gardens Ravens that, you know, obviously we're going after um, Jeremiah Smith, Louie McCoy. Um, and even though he's not a Miami Gardens Ravens, there's also Jojo Trader's teammate over at Shamanah Madonna. And that is uh, Zaquan Patterson as well. Um, so there's still opportunities to be made to continue that Miami Gardens pipeline and overall just continue those relationships with within the recruits we're going after. Yeah, it's a really cool story. So all these names we mentioned, you know, they played youth football together and they have that bond, that relationship that goes back to when they were little kids. Uh, and, you know, a couple of other former Miami Gardens Ravens who are also committed to Miami. You, know, you mentioned Rod Mack, his son, Ryan Mack, the defensive back out of St. Thomas Aquinas is committed to Miami. These guys are all in the class of 2024, by the way. O.J. Frederick is committed. And so, but you mentioned, Brad, there's, there's a couple missing pieces to that puzzle out there now. You know, Jeremiah Smith's name comes up because, you know, wh why Why wouldn't it come up? He's arguably the best player in the entire class of 2024, uh, but he is verbally committed to Ohio State, and you know, OSU's been putting in the work to keep him committed, and Brian Hartline puts a lot of energy to that. But you also mentioned Luane McCoy, who's committed to Florida State. There has been some buzz about Miami right, really trying to flip him, so... I'll ask you flat out, do you think Miami's done with Miami Gardens Ravens? Do you think there could be another Raven or two who hops into this class? No, uh, absolutely not. Um, I think I think there's still at least one, if not two, Miami Gardens Ravens, uh, even potentially three that could still be joining uh, joining the, 
the class, not only this year, but possibly, you know, in the future. Uh, you talk about Jeremiah Smith and Louis McCoy, uh, but you also have Chris Ewell Jr., um, who I believe is at Shamanah Madonna. Yeah. Michigan commit at cornerback. He's a 2025 kid. Could possibly reclassify. I don't know if he will or not, but that's another uh, young man that's a Miami Gardens Ravens, has a lot of relationships with these guys as well um, that I know Miami's looking after. Um, but, yeah, man, LeWay McCoy, Jeremiah Smith, you, you talk about, you know, the the effort that Ohio State is putting into Jeremiah Smith, but you also got to watch the effort that Jeremiah Smith is putting into other programs um, currently. Um, and that goes to show you that he is not 100% locked in and committed to Ohio State. And I think uh, w- what you saw with the program um, over at Florida State currently, you mentioned LeWay McCoy. Uh, Florida State just lost one wide receiver commit to a, a local team at Florida uh, and uh, T.J. Abrams. Um, so it, it wouldn't be out of the realm that Florida State could possibly lose another wide receiver commitment in the class to the other rival of in-state at Miami with Luane McCoy. Um, with that situation, um, I think it's a, Miami's treating it as an open-door policy. Um, they, they already know the relationship they have built with Luane McCoy. They know that they're kind of on the same page. It's kind of, hey, when when you're ready to, uh, to come to Miami and kind of, you know, flip the ship, so to speak, um, we're ready for you. Um, you. You just give, let us know. I don't think this is one of those situations where we're giving him the green light. Uh, I think it's the other way around. I think we're, we're all waiting on the Wayne McCoy's uh, clock, and that, that's okay. Speaking of green lights, I wanted to ask you about a player we talked about on yesterday's episode because I'm not sure if there is a green light for this player. Now, he's, he's an excellent safety. Talking about Jalen Hayward, who recently, uh, within the last couple of days, decommitted from Georgia – there had been a lot of buzz uh, as recently as late June pointing Jalen Hayward to a possible Georgia to Miami flip. Um, you know, apparently, I, I don't know what happened at his Miami visit, but there may have been a disconnect between uh, between Jalen Hayward and Miami staff. So there's been some buzz that maybe he's no longer someone Miami is pursuing, at least not as hard as they used to pursue him. He might even end up at UCF. But what, what do you think's going on there with Jalen Hayward? And, and could he still end up being a cane? Yeah, I think that possibility is definitely not out the window. Um, you know, I think UCF and Miami are definitely the two, the two programs to watch in that recruitment process. This was a, a decommitment that I think was something that wasn't caught by surprise with many that have been following the recruitment process with him. Um, this was kind of a, you know, how about we, we wait and see when it happens, and it obviously did. Um, this is a young man that, you know, at other programs is getting looked over at safety. Um, at Miami, we're looking to use him as a cornerback. I know that was some confusion right. with, with some, but Miami is looking at him as a cornerback. You know, obviously we have other safeties already on board with Dylan Day, Isaiah Thomas. Um, if we're looking to add a guy like Zaquan Patterson, that starts to, uh, you know, shrink that safety room especially. So having someone like Jalen Hayward who could potentially play multiple positions, you'd like to see that. Um, I think Miami is in a good spot. This is something that you're going to have to watch pretty close in the next, I would say, three to five days. Um, if you start to see uh, movement pick up even quicker for Miami side, I would expect it to be a hurricane fairly soon. Um, if you don't see any traction, uh, more than what we're hearing now in the next few days, um, I would expect them to probably go to UCF. There are a couple other recruits um, over at UCF that are trying to get Jalen Hayward along with LeWayne McCoy. Um, and there's also a, a, a tight end that we're going after um, in, in the state of Ohio and Tavion Galloway. Um, Galloway yeah. that um, 
is obviously a UCF target along with Miami target that could potentially be at the barbecue as well. So we'll see what happens with that. I want to talk a little bit more about that barbecue when we come back. And, you know, Miami likes to do this. It's like a blowout party, a cookout at the end of the dead period. So a lot of big-time names always show up on campus for that. So, folks, we're only getting started. Brad Tejeda from Canes Insight is with us. You want to keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. Guys, if you're looking for the best hires for your small business, these days every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your business. You want to be 100% certain you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Guys, I've been on the other side of this. I know it works. I have found jobs through LinkedIn Jobs. So if it worked for me, it can work for your small business to find a qualified candidate like me or even a better one than me, if we're being honest here. So you add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile and spread the word that you're hiring. Then simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to and faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. And for the everydayers, if you want to take your everydayer experience to the next level, I highly suggest signing up for our exclusive SMS texting service through subtext. I included a link in the show description below. You get text messages to your phone directly from mine. I don't have a social media intern or anything. They all come from me. We give you guys show updates, show previews, breaking news, recruiting scoops, one-on-ones with me. Uh, you could try it free for 14 days with the link below. And then if you want to opt in, $4.99 a month, we give you a lot of added value on there. Uh, speaking of value, Brad Tejeda is always bringing that to the show. Awesome job covering recruiting and covering Canes football for canesinsight.com. So, Brad, um, I know that as far as who might turn up at that barbecue at the end of the month, Miami likes to keep this pretty close to the vest. But you know, there there is a name that I think has already kind of outed himself that he plans on being at that barbecue, and that's Kamari and Franklin, Big Cam. And it's basically Miami versus half the SEC for him, right? I mean, uh, Tennessee really wants him. I think they've been kind of the co-favorite with Miami for some time with him. Auburn is very much getting in the mix recently for Cam Franklin, Ole Miss, which is, you know, he lives in Mississippi. That's kind of the hometown, home state school for him. Uh, where do you think Miami stands with Big Cam? Yeah, I think uh, when you look at the potential names uh, that we already know of and then other names that could possibly be showing up at the barbecue, I think that the name you got to highlight or circle is obviously Kamari Franklin. Um, this will be his fifth or sixth visit, I believe, over at Coral Gables. Um, he'll be bringing his grandmother uh, with him this time around. And I think this is a big opportunity to really just capitalize and kind of put the, the final touches on things with this recruitment process. Um, I expect this to be a situation that could possibly um, be the last visit for Kamari and Franklin um, before he's a Miami Hurricane. Um, I think that's where it's kind of setting up things to be. Um, you're going to have a lot of committed guys in the class at this barbecue, along with a few other names that they're going to try to bring in. But I think Kamari and Franklin and being a Miami Hurricane seems like a very realistic possibility right now. Um, you mentioned other SEC schools going after him. I think Ole Miss 
is doing a very good job at, at trying to throw their two cents in on why he should stay at home. Um, and there are a few other programs like you mentioned as well, but I think Miami has just done a very good job of being consistent overall, not putting pressure on the young man at shutting things down and just letting him enjoy the overall visits. Um, I think what you're seeing in today's realm of recruiting, especially with NIL um, very involved in the mix is you can't really play the game of, hey, man, we're going to offer you whatever you want just for you to shut things down. Because as soon as you shut things down, what these recruits are doing is they're going to other programs and they're using their NIL opportunities and whatever other things you're throwing their way. And they're using that as leverage. Um, and what they're going to do is they're either going to flip from your program to another program to have better opportunities or they're just going to use you as bait um, all the way through until they get to a program where they really want to be at. Um, so I think Miami's doing a very good job at finding the right guys, locking them down in early and not creating pressure, not necessarily on themselves, but also with the recruits as well. So it's nice to know that Big Cam is still very much in the picture because I know, Brad, going back uh, – couple weeks you know when when Miami fans saw you know missing out on Justin Scott when he committed to Ohio State because that had been someone previously had been trending pretty strongly to Miami there was a little bit of a sense of panic from the fan base that oh my god we didn't land this guy Miami did land Marquise Lightfoot on the edge which is a huge huge get but people started to worry hey maybe this is not going to be the type of defensive line class that we were hoping for do you think when it's all said and done, by the time we hit National Signing Day, with Miami still being in the picture very much for Cam Franklin, you know, Miami, they're definitely not favored, but they're still in the picture for Colin Simmons and, and Dylan Stewart. Uh, you know, they landed Artavius Jones, Jones, which was a big get. They're still in the picture for Aiden Breland and some others. Uh, do you think this is going to end up being a really good defensive line class, or is Miami still climbing uphill for a lot of these guys? No, I think when it's all said and done, Alex, I think this will still be a really good class. I think it still has the opportunities um, to be that defensive line class that guys like Steve Wilfong, myself, and others were kind of hyping it up to be a few months ago. Um, the, the guys are still there on the table. And not only the guys that are uncommitted, but you got to also remember Mario Cristobal does a very good job at creating opportunities during a football season to flip other guys that are committed at other programs. Right. Um, the timing of recruitment um, is something that, you know, has to be done the right way. Um, and if you don't, you get burned very quickly. Uh, you burn bridges, you burn, you know, your face within a program. And that's something that Mario Cristobal has always found a good way of doing. Um, so I expect him to flip some other guys that are committed to other programs um, as well as football games get played. As long as we can do what we need to do on the football field, I think there's a lot of momentum for Miami to just continue this. Um, run that they're going to continue to go on. Um, I, I easily think they'll be a top 10 class when it's all said and done. Um, right now, realistically, I could see them around the seventh spot uh, at, at the end of all this. Um, but you got to remember, you know, last last cycle in the month of July, you had, I believe, five guys commit just in that month of July. We're sitting at four guys right, right. now, um, a potential another one or two guys that, that could commit by the barbecue. Um, and just in the matter of what? Uh, 20 days, you jumped up from uh, the 29th spot in recruiting to, I believe, 14. Uh, so you moved 15 spots in the matter of 20 days. Um, so that just goes to show you the momentum that Mario Cristobal and the staff can do on a recruiting um, emphasis. And the rest of the guys we're going after are nothing but big fish from here on out. So if you're a Miami Hurricane fan who loves recruiting, um, stay on your toes because I think the next two weeks, 
We, we could we could reel in one more. Yeah, and, and of course, it, it doesn't end in the next two weeks because obviously National Signing Day, the first uh, early signing period doesn't start until December 20th. So you're, you're going to be chasing a handful of players like you'd like to have most of your class locked in before that. But you are going to be chasing a handful of players into December as well. So, Brad, you talk to a lot of uncommitted recruits. OK, do you get the sense from a lot of these guys that they want to sit back and actually see how Miami plays this year. Like, cause I, I know that's the case wh whether he ends up flipping anywhere or not. I know that's the case with Jeremiah Smith because his father has said it. We're going to be watching Miami this year. We're going to see how they look. So do you get that sense from a number of players? They actually want to see a team that was really bad five and seven last year. They want to see how much Miami can improve on the field this year before they make a final decision. Yeah, absolutely. I do. I think that that goes for a handful of players. Do I think it goes for, most of the guys that we're still going after or the majority, no. Um, I think it's just a handful of guys. Uh, I think that that overall perspective, perspective, perception of, hey, every guy pretty much we're going after from here on out, they're not committing to Miami because we haven't played football games and they need to see us win. I don't think that's necessarily the case. Um, I do think Miami again and Mario and the staff, they do a very good job at understanding the timing of things and not putting pressure on young men and their families on pretty much shutting things down. They understand with the NIL opportunities and other things that are coming at these young men that, you know, you're constantly, you know, trying to one up another program. Um, so they're going to sit back, relax and kind of lay things out on the table. And if, if an opportunity comes where they got to have to, you know, necessarily outbid or do something extra in order to get that guy on board, maybe they'll do it. Maybe they won't. Um, but I don't think, you know, NIL opportunities or some of these other things that other big time programs are having an issue with. I don't think Miami is in that uh, predicament at all. I think it's more of a wait and see approach, win some football game for some of these guys, like you mentioned. But I think all in all, I think the staff is doing a very good job. Couple more notes I want to get to with Brad Tejeda, uh, including one of the top interior offensive linemen in the class. Um, I've, I've heard he's down to two, and Miami is one of those two. Uh, speaking of the current roster, we did just have a defensive back announce he's hitting the transfer portal yesterday. What that means with Chris Graves leaving the program. We're only getting started here. Locked on Canes here on the Locked on Podcast Network. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. For the everydayers, we appreciate you guys checking out the show every single day. We'll wrap it up with a bang on Friday's episode. We'll wrap up a busy week, but we have Brad Tejeda with us now. Uh, so, Brad, Chris Graves announced uh, late yesterday afternoon that he's hitting the transfer portal. Uh, I, I couldn't believe it's been three summers since he arrived at Miami. So it, it sounds like he's a grad transfer because he announced that you know he's uh, eligible to play immediately uh still a lot of promise i thought graves had a, a pretty good spring uh, this could very well be a numbers thing though brad because miami is they're loading up that defensive backfield i mean we look at all the cornerbacks they've just added in the transfer portal with demetrius freeney and Jadeus richard coming in Jaden davis uh Devontae brown who's probably going to start you have robert stafford and damari brown coming in as true freshmen and Stafford especially has really been turning heads so far so this you know and Daryl Porter uh, is a guy who had a good spring so this is probably a numbers thing more than anything else but uh, you know what, what do you what do you make of Chris Graves and do you think he's going to land on his feet here and hopefully a big program because I want the best for this young man yeah first and foremost um you know I had the pleasure of you know communicating with Chris Graves a, a few times before he made that commitment to Miami and 
him and his mom, you know, they're very great people and they, they really enjoyed their time in Miami. So I wish them nothing but the best. And I definitely think uh, wherever he ends up going, he'll, he'll end up doing very good things. But I, I think overall what you're seeing is this staff is, is very ahead of things. Um, I, think, I think us as fans, there are a few guys at certain position groups. I mean, right now we're talking about the cornerback group, but there were a few names in that cornerback group before fall and spring even even came across, right? There were a few names like Chris Graves, like Takori Cows, like Kamari Rogers, um, and even, you know, uh, another guy and Terry Roberts, right? These were all guys that we were kind of still having question marks, still trying to figure out if they were going to make that next jump and what they were going to do for this program, right? Well, this staff was already ahead of things, and they saw some of the things that – may not necessarily have been the right moves for Miami in the past, or if we were going to put all of our cards in some of these players that I mentioned, right? And we saw Kamari Rogers leave. We saw Chris Graves just leave. And we saw Terry Roberts leave. So what the staff did was they they went out and brought those guys that you mentioned, Demetrius Green, Jadias Richard, Jaden Davis, uh, Devontae Brown. Um, so I love the fact that this staff was already ahead of the game um, because in years past, this was something – that would have happened to us. And then we would have been relying on true freshmen or guys that, again, we would be relying on that necessarily never had the productivity. So now we are relying on guys that have had productivity at other programs and you're just putting more pressure and uh, competition on the younger guys that you brought in. So I like to see that. Um, I think all in all, this cornerback room um, was expected to be a, a, a competitive room. Um, I don't think necessarily any guy in the room has a starting spot, maybe besides Devontae Brown. Um, so I, I'm excited to see what happens in fall camp because um, it's going to be an open competition um, and there's going to be a lot of guys that bring versatility to the room. Um, and that's what you're going to need in this landscape your defense in order to get some playing time. Absolutely. Uh, so you know, another uh, 2024 recruit I want to talk about. Uh, I was I was given info yesterday, Brad, from a recruiting source that I really trust on uh, Isendre Papa Afua, uh, the interior offensive lineman out of uh, Seattle, Washington. You know, it, it's my understanding that it seems like he's down to two, uh, Miami and Utah. Um, and seems like the others who were in for him may no longer, or at least he's not in on the others anymore. It's down to Miami versus Utah for him. I, I hope it ends up being Miami, because uh, I know Judd Anderson really likes this dude. And from from what I've watched of, of Papa Afua, this guy is the real deal. Uh, wh where do you think Miami stands? Do you think Miami has a decent shot here? You know, uh, this, this this recruit right here, this, this is giving me Jaden Wayne, Riley Williams, Francis Maigoa vibes as yeah. far as the overall recruitment process, um, the, the timetable of things, you know, Mario has been on this young man from the, from the beginning, uh, was one of his first offers over back when Mario was over at Oregon. Um, they already built this connection and speaking to guys like Judd Anderson, Derek Plaz, Juan Manaya, these guys that would be competing with this young man, being in the same room with this young man, they want this guy bad. Um, they, they, they communicate with this guy on a daily, weekly basis. Um, they understand that in order for Miami to get back where they need to be, that offensive line uh, trenches needs to get back to, to the promised land. And I think we're slowly doing it with the, the previous class, bringing guys like Frankie Tenelau, Tommy Kinsler, Francis Maigoa, um, Samson Okanola. 
you got to build on that along with Antonio Tripp um, and bring guys in like Juan Manaya, Derek Plaz. Another guy to mention is also Eddie Pierre-Louis. Um, yeah. That's another name to mention out of Tampa. I think those are going to be the two offensive linemen left on Miami's board uh, to really watch after. And from everything I've been getting told, uh, similar to what you've been saying, uh, Papa, Papa Fua was a name that just in this past week was starting to get a lot of traction and buzz uh, of a name that could have possibly shut things down and, and committed to Miami. Um, I don't know a timetable for someone like him, but I would put all the chips on the table and put them towards Miami right now in favor of uh, landing Asandra Fua. I love it. Make sure you follow this man on Twitter at Tejada Brad. Check him out, Kane's Insight, and please check out his uh, the interview that he and Peter Ariz did with basically half the Miami Gardens Ravens. It was awesome what you guys put together. Brad, thank you so much, my friend, and enjoy your weekend coming up. Anytime, man. Appreciate you again for having me, and uh, go Canes. It's our pleasure. And, guys, make sure if you're watching us on YouTube, smash the thumbs-up button, hit the like button, subscribe. If you're listening to the audio version, give us a five-star review. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Odyssey, wherever you get your pods. And we will talk to you again next time on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day.